0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Finns podcast radio show coming to you on this Friday, October the 8th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time on today's episode. We are going to share some random thoughts about business success, which I think can bleed into a lot of other areas of your life, um, as I believe... You know, fitness and business and life—they call, they—they they kind of all parallel each other, if you will. And this is a little piece that uh, Pat Rigsby had sent uh, my way, who's helped me a lot with my uh, businesses over the years. Uh, been a part of some with him as well. So I think a lot of you guys will benefit from this, even if you don't run your own show. Uh, but if you are somebody who is an entrepreneur, you run your own business, uh, you want to start a side hustle, you work for a major company. Basically, if you're a person who like makes money and is an adult and has a job this will benefit you and you can take some of these into your life you can take them into the gym into your home and then obviously most definitely into your place of work whether that be for yourself or a small mom and pop shop a medium sized company or one of the giant uh, machines that is out running the world but before we jump into that This podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know the one thing I take every single day. If you're somebody who struggles to eat enough fruits and vegetables, this would be the thing I would take. If you're tired of taking 14 different pills, you can literally take a pack of this or a scoop of it, throw it in some water, slam it. Way easier than taking shots of Jagermeister at the bar, and this is actually good for you guys. We're talking 75 whole food ingredients with probiotics and digestive enzymes in there and you know how important gut health is not just for immunity but for brain function and just so you feel like a healthy, happy human being. Literally one scoop, you guys, is like the antioxidant equivalent of getting 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies and none of us can eat that many vegetables in a day or at least I can't and I'm what you would consider a health person. So the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott right now, we can get you guys a year supply of free vitamin D3 with K2, which is very important. You should be taking that every day anyway, and we'll give you five free travel packs with your first order. Now, if you've heard me talk about this a million times on Instagram or YouTube or even the podcast here, or maybe this is the first episode you've ever listened to of me, I'm happy to send you a pack right to your front door to try I don't care what state, what country, Providence, uh, if you live under a rock, if, if the Postal Service can find you, we will get you a pack. Simply message us on Instagram, on the website, the contact page. I will have Monica literally ship a pack right from this office to your front door. You can try it, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff, and you'll realize, wow, it actually does taste really good in terms of the greens. There's not another greens out there that even comes close. Uh, somebody feel free to send me one, and I'd be happy to try it, but... It's by far the best tasting greens on the planet. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'll ship you a pack for free. No obligation, but if you dig it, you can get hooked up with all the free stuff and get some greens in your life, which honestly is only going to make you healthier. And honestly, you guys, I take it every day because I don't mind it. It's one of the only products, like in a powder form, that I don't mind taking. I just drink it in water and I go. Historically, when I would travel, uh, I was just in uh, San Diego for uh, like four days. Uh, took it every single day. Super simple to do. Now, if that was something that tasted like, you know, shit, uh, I'm probably not going to be inclined to do it, especially when I'm on vacation, which tends to be a little bit more lax for people. So the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get all the free stuff or hit me up. I'll give you a free sample pack on me. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. The site is beamtlc.com. The code is is it Jeremy Scott? I think the code is Jeremy Scott. I should know this. Uh, for 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions, I take the CBD uh, Dream product every single night to go to sleep. Almost every single night, I should say. Sometimes on the weekends, I just I forget to take it because I don't need to if I stay up a little bit later, which for me is like 10 p.m., so be it. But uh, I do take it during the week, especially when I have to get here for work super early. Uh, there's no THC in it. You won't get high. It does not make you feel groggy, but it does knock you out. Lately, Heather's been taking the Dream. Uh, I think it's like Advanced or Extreme. I'm botching the names here. Uh, and she is like out. Like I try to like have a conversation with her in bed for two minutes and she is dead to the world. But then wakes up feeling like a rock star. So if you guys are interested, I, I, can, uh, I can send you a sample of the Dream product as well or uh, obviously you can go to the site bmtlc.com, put in the code Jeremy Scott and gets you guys hooked up with all of the discounts there. I'm going to put the rest of our podcast sponsors in the show notes. Uh, JLab, which you guys know, is the protein that we use at our house. We use their turmeric, their collagen, and their krill oil. It's jeremeyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. And we usually always have a discount code on the protein, the collagen, and Multiple times throughout the year, they discount a lot of their products. I like the protein because it's sweetened with stevia, doesn't hurt my stomach, and uh, I've known Jay and those guys for probably almost 10 years now. We also do have a free supplement guide if you guys want it, just request it. I'll send it over, and then obviously Kettle and Fire is sponsors of the podcast as well. If you're talking bone broth, the best tasting and probably the most legit Uh, those are the people we've recently partnered with. Again, they don't put any preservatives, no antibiotics, no hormones, no extra sodium, no artificial bullshit. Literally, it's just legit bone broth. They have multiple flavors. I like the chicken and the beef personally. They have like a turmeric, ginger. They're getting real fancy these days. But if you want to check it out, we have a a link for you guys. And also the code is Scott20 for 20% off all of the bone broth. And if you guys don't know bone broth, literally it helps with gut health, digestion, uh, your joints, mobility, skin, hair, and nails can even help better sleep, which on top of the dream, what a deal that is. So hit me up, otherwise all these things will be found in the show notes and you guys can get hooked up and anything we can get you guys free samples of, uh, I'm definitely happy to do that if that makes your life a little bit easier. Now, before I jump into business success here, actually... There's something I shared on our newsletter. And again, a reminder, if you guys have not subscribed to the newsletter, uh, we can manually add you as well. We send out at least three emails a week every single week, and I've done that for over 11 years now. Some weeks we send out five or six emails. 98% of those, it's just free information to benefit you. 2% of the time, we're selling a program uh, here in-house, which we run about... Uh, usually six programs per year, uh, but ninety-eight percent of the time it's just information, whether it be on health, fitness, nutrition, mobility, lifestyle, random thoughts that came into my brain, or stories I think can help you, you know, live a, a more badass life. But on Thursday, I sent one out here, and I'm going to put this in the show notes as well. It's a buddy of mine. His name's Andrew Fox. Uh, I grew up with uh, Fox pretty much my whole life. Uh, I can remember from early middle school days. So about sixth grade on it is, and I think we probably knew of each other before then. Uh, he played sports his whole life as well as I did. And, and you know when you're young, you kind of you meet the studs or you know the guys who are good. Now we grew up uh, we went to the same uh, middle school and uh, in parts of high school as well. but uh, he grew up in a, a town city like close to mine. But you get you kind of know the guys like if if the if there's a stud on the north side you know the guy on the south side so anyways I've known him since I was you know a young little knucklehead and now we're old knuckleheads but he has uh he's had a, a different story and uh, I sent it out in the newsletter and not to to go into great detail here because this is not uh, the place for it I'm probably going to get him on the podcast actually. But he's been working in Afghanistan both as a military member and in the private sector. And uh, he started a fundraiser for the people that are close to him that have sadly been uh, left behind. And he himself was recently there as late as August um, when when the shit started to really kind of melt down. And he was lucky enough to to catch a flight. And he's been uh, more than... uh, willing to share uh, a lot of the things with me, photos of him, uh, videos of, of what was going on there when they left. I think he was there like around August, like 15, 16, 17th time frame. So if you guys know the timeline of what's been going on there, uh, but he put together a GoFundMe page to directly benefit his, his friends, people that are close to him that are actually still trapped in Afghanistan to this day. This is October the 8th, uh, 2021. And the money, all of it directly goes to the people who are affected by the crisis and still are right now. And uh, that's why he put it together. There's a ton of, and I'm going to read from his uh, his GoFundMe page here real quick. There's many, you know, beautiful, honorable families that he personally knows and worked with and became close friends with. They're in dire need. Their families are hiding in Kabul, Afghanistan, from the Taliban as we speak today. And... Not only are they in hiding, the Taliban is actively searching for them because of their connection to Americans and the relationship they have had with Americans over the years, and they've had to move at great risk multiple times just to ensure their safety. And as you can imagine, it's this is a very sensitive situation, uh, obviously time sensitive. They're, you know, working with great people to kind of help get them out, but you can imagine uh, an escort team of special operatives to navigate the Taliban. Comes with uh, a lot of risk and also like a significant price tag there. And there's approximately 60 men and women and children whose lives are in imminent danger, in his words. And the Taliban's obviously taking control of everything. People are running out of money, they're running out of food at a rapid pace. And uh, he's just asking from the bottom of his heart if you got a couple bucks uh, to throw it that way, even five, ten dollars. Uh, makes more of a difference than you guys can realize. If a couple hundred and a couple thousand people all throw in 10 bucks, you know, now we're cooking here. And this comes from a dude that I've known my entire life. And, uh, you know, just to, to serve in the military, uh, is one thing. And I have the utmost respect for those guys so we can, you know, live here and bitch and whine and complain about the dumbass shit that is a problem in our life. And I'm not saying they're not problems, but You know, we complain about being stuck in traffic or getting a scratch on our car or having them fuck up the the wrong milk in our coffee or having Netflix run slow or Instagram not work for a day. And he's talking about escaping Afghanistan as the Taliban's taking over and rescuing, you know, close friends and family who sadly we have left behind. Now, that's some real shit right there. And uh, I don't ask... Uh, for a lot. I don't share a lot of these GoFundMe things uh, because, frankly, it, it, it would be exhausting to do because people send this stuff to me all the time. But I've known this dude for the better part of 20 years, and uh, I have the utmost respect for him, his team, what they've done, both working for the military and the private sector to to help people not live how things are going over there and it's, it's gut wrenching and it's sad to see that people are just sitting there and for lack of a better term, they're fucked and they're just kind of stranded. So, uh, if you guys, you know, got a couple bucks, and you want to throw it that way. I'm going to put the link in the show notes to this podcast, even five, $10. If you guys listen to it close enough, the page is live and every single cent, uh, obviously goes to them and it goes a long way. So I just wanted to share that. Uh, again, I know this is not really the kind of podcast, uh, stuff I, I tend to cover and do, even though I have my own opinions on a lot of these things. But I've known this dude, you know, my whole life, and I do think it, uh, it certainly does matter. And it's weird with uh, the news cycles, right, because I don't watch a ton of news. Like, it's not, uh, it's not my thing. I'm not a, a huge fan of it. And even if you do, you notice we tend to move on from things real quick. Uh, you know, it just comes and goes. Albeit the the COVID shit has been they've been dragging that shit on for a long time, but we forget about these things if it's not front of mind, if it's not a, a top headline, we just move forward like oh it, it never happened. And I do think that's a concerted effort by the media outlets, whichever ones you choose to follow. They tend to to move on and gloss over things if it doesn't get ratings and doesn't get clicks. And if we just move ahead, we act like oh everything's okay, but. The reality is for a lot of these people, it's not okay. And I could not imagine if it was myself over there. I'd probably be a puddle of a human being because what those people have to endure is is utterly, it's insane that they make it through. And if I had a brother or sister or, you know, a cousin or a nephew or a friends who I've had over there like Andrew, it's uh, it's hard to see. In here, so if you guys want to check it out, the links in the the, the notes, and uh, I thank you for listening to my rant there for uh, five or six minutes. But some of these things mean a lot to me. Like uh, you guys know me, if you listen to me for any amount of time, obviously I'm a fan of the military, uh, I'm a fan of the police, I'm a fan of the fire department, with the fan of people who who literally you know do public service to help us be able to have these luxury problems and live the lives that we get to because without them. It, this this place wouldn't be what it is. And uh, I'm not taking a stance here on anything, but for the people who think America sucks, dude, just, just go somewhere else, man. Like, really just... And I don't mean like you have to move, but go visit another place and see what the fuck a lot of other people have to chew on. And is it perfect here? No, by all means, it's not. We do a lot of things wrong. We do a lot of things stupid. I think they do things certain things in Spain better than we do here. I think they do certain things in Italy better than we do here. But I do still think this is the most badass place on earth where you have so many opportunities and so many freedoms where a lot of other places do not. And uh, you just can't take that for granted. And, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I've heard it. I've seen it. I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in this position where I get to talk and speak to so many different people and I get their perspectives and, uh, It is awesome here, and one of the main reasons it is so awesome is because people like Andrew uh, allow it to be that way for us. So, As I move on to a few thoughts on business success from my man Pat Rigsby. Now, you could title this A Few Thoughts on Fitness Success, A Few Thoughts on Relationship Success, or just Life Success in general. I do believe a lot of these bleed into one another. And when I say success, I mean you're achieving things. Uh, There's personal growth there. You take pride in your work. Uh, You feel happy. You feel fulfilled. And it gives you this deeper sense of meaning. To me, that is what success is. Other people tie it to just finances and monetary things, which is fine too. That's a certain pillar of success. But it is definitely not the end-all, be-all. And what I'll say before anything else is, if you want to be successful in fitness, in a business, in your career, in your education, probably even in your marriage and relationships, you're going to have to be okay with being uncomfortable at times. And depending on what arena we're talking about, that can have many different looks and there's many different faces to that. But you're going to have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable if you want to achieve any level of like true meaning true happiness true success and, and true progress there's no other way around it I, I've never met anybody who consistently just inherited success over the course of their life I've never met anybody who consistently just got lucky over and over and over and over again without doing any work now do we all start off on the on the same? start line? Fuck no, we don't. Uh, Life is not fair in that way. Some people start off on home plate. Some people start off on third base. And it's a lot easier to score when you're already on third than when you're starting off at home and haven't got a hit yet. But it is still possible for you to do so. So even the people who do get lucky, the people who do, you know, start off on a better station than you, you still have to do the work. They still had to be uncomfortable along the way. It's how your body grows in the gym. You put stress in the muscle over time. You eat right. You sleep. You train. The tissue grows bigger, stronger, faster. That's a great metaphor for your life in general. When you go through school, there's probably courses you take or tests you had to go through that challenged you, that made you uncomfortable. Anybody who's become better at public speaking, uh... Even if you start off being an extrovert, there's been times where you probably bombed and were terrible and you were uncomfortable speaking on a certain topic or situation or in front of a certain audience and you you grew. And that's what success is. So the tie-in is that you you can't just think it's going to be fucking easy street because it's not going to be, especially if you're trying to transform your physical body. Especially if you're trying to climb up a corporate ladder. Especially if you're trying to actually run your own business and find success. It is going to be painful. It's going to be hard. It's going to be exhausting along the way. So just be comfortable with being uncomfortable and challenging yourself. Because that's where the growth happens. It's fun to hang out in your comfort zone for sure. It's easy, dude. Lay in your pool. Drink a beer. Enjoy the sun. Like that's There's time and a place for that. But not all day every fucking day. Nobody... Nobody ever got better doing that, like not pushing yourself, not challenging yourself. If you're always the fittest, strongest, smartest, most successful person in the room, you're walking into the wrong rooms. You got to challenge yourself a little bit. If you, if, you, if you don't hang around savages, how are you going to be a savage, right? If you don't hang around with millionaires, how are you going to be a millionaire? If you don't hang around educated people, how are you going to become educated, and sometimes that means stepping back and being, you know, the minnow instead of the shark in the pond, and that's okay. Iron sharpens iron. We've been through it before. So as we talk about business success here, if the first thing is you're going to have to be uncomfortable at times and be willing to step back and be a novice, the second thing I would say is for a lot of people you have to narrow your focus. And I think this is true for a lot of things in life. One of the biggest mistakes people make, not just as business owners, but in general, is they're trying to cast like the widest net ever. And if you're running a business, right, your audience is probably too broad. And you're trying to do too much to too many people. And that's the easiest way to do a shitty job across the board. And I bet a lot of people if you looked at, you know, if you own a business, right? If you looked at it the top twenty percent of your your market, the top twenty percent of the clients and the people that you serve, those are probably the people who are the most valuable and they're probably the people you enjoy working with the most. And they're the probably the people who get the best results. Now imagine if you completely focus your efforts on working and marketing to the people who are the most valuable to you. I think your training in your business would look a lot different. And that's kind of the takeaway here is if you're trying to do everything and be a jack of all trades, you are a master of none, as the saying goes. You, you don't have the bandwidth to do everything with everyone all the time. I talk about this with a lot of our athletes here who are parents And they also have careers. And they also want to be fit. I'm like, you can't be everything to everybody all the time. You know, you're probably not always going to be the world's best parent 24-7, 365, and be the world's best employee or the world's best business owner or the world's best fitness mom or fitness dad. You know, there's only so much we can do. And I'm a huge fan of focusing on your strengths and punting the shit you're bad at. Now, obviously, you have to be competent in certain things to get through life. That's not what I mean. But you can't be awesome at everything all the time. And you can't hold yourself to this unrealistic expectation of being perfect with everything. Sometimes, things got to give. And that's what I talk about when it's narrowing your focus. There's, I get presented a lot of things here. Um, hey, Jeremy, you should think about doing this or this or this. I'm like, I can't, dude. Um, I'm not that talented. I'm not that fucking smart. So I have to narrow my focus and, and really kind of hone in on the things that I'm good at and then surround myself with people who can help elevate me in that arena and then obviously plug in people who can who can fill the gaps. And I use, let's say, like fitness as the example, right? You, can't, you have to narrow the focus because you can't train everybody and be amazing at it. So what I mean is you can't train – bikini competitors, you can't train 90 year old people, you can't train professional athletes, you can't train youth, and you can't have an amazing online business. All those things can't be perfect and amazing. You don't have the bandwidth to do it all you don't have enough capacity in your brain or time to master a craft of each one of those individual things. It's the same thing with your physical body. You're not going to be as shredded as like a fitness model as jacked as a bodybuilder, and have as much endurance as an Ironman, and then as much flexibility as one of the true yogis. You just can't do it all. Now, you can spread yourself and do each one to a certain extent, but there's going to be certain things you excel at. And I would say, be proficient in those things. Put them in, kind of like a recipe. You're going to throw them in, the percentages that you want, but ultimately you're going to focus on the things that you're the best at. And just kind of hone in on that. And that's going to elevate you in other areas of your life. But you don't have enough bandwidth to do it all. And I think if you look at your business, if you look at your relationships, if you look at your fitness, that's the key. It's just really honing in and narrowing the focus and and stop trying to be all things to all people all the time. Because it's probably the quickest way you're going to fail. In business specifically. But uh, probably in fitness as well. Next one. You got to get people started. And... This is true um, of fitness, this is true of your business, this is true of your goals in life. You have to just take the first step. And if we're talking about running a business and being successful, you need to make it easy for people to take action. And that's probably one of the hardest things in fitness is getting people to take the first step um, because there's a, there's a barrier there people feel it might be intimidating Uh, they might be uncomfortable they might not be fit enough I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say well I'm just not fit enough you know to come join the gym yet let me work on it and then I'll come in I'm like no 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 no. this is what we do here we get people fit who are not fit Uh, if doing it at home was working you would already have been there so just show up here it doesn't matter I've had people here who are 400 pounds who can barely touch their toes and we turn them into machines, that's what we do. But you just have to get people started. If you're somebody who is on the fence um, about starting fitness, you just have to get started. You just have to make one better eating choice, one better sleeping choice, one better training choice. If you're someone who wants to advance in their career, you just have to get started. If you're somebody who wants to go for an advanced degree, you just have to enroll in a class. And make it easy on yourself, erase the barriers. But if you are a business owner, and let's say fitness specifically because that's what I do here make it easy for people make it less intimidating and erase the barrier for entry offer them things like a free week which we do here all the time for people um or any kind of short-term offering and you have to provide like this really you know simple thing That allows them to just walk in and try it. You have to eliminate the risk in somebody's mind and give them a clear path to get started, and and don't offer too many choices, like an A or B, you know. Come for a free week, come for a free month, whatever the thing may be, but make it simple. It's In-N-Out Burger, you know. It's burgers and it's fries, maybe a milkshake. We're not selling tacos and churros and tortilla chips and cookies. We're just selling burgers and fries. It's the little things you do, and it's the simplicity of choices. It's why, honestly, Netflix has become such a pain in the ass for me because you turn on, there's like 900 shows. I don't know what to pick. I'm going to scroll through 8 million. I can't do that. I'm like, if there was just two choices, like The Office or Parks and Recs, pretty simple. I'll make a choice, and I'll move forward. Uh, I think we do it with a lot of things. Fitness, too. There's so many fitness programs. Uh, nutrition. There's so many dieting protocols. There's too many things to choose from. You really have to simplify and just pick a direction, narrow the focus, go all in, just pick a path and ride with it and see if it works. Give it time, give it four weeks, give it six weeks, give it eight weeks. If it doesn't work, then you can switch to something else. But don't sit and have that you know, uh, paralysis by analysis, not being sure which direction to take. Just sit down, pick a clear path and roll with it and give it time. Don't be a program jumper. Don't try to switch and do something different every three days. Literally just see things through. That's one of the biggest keys, I would say, other than, obviously, you know, consistency. But it's people just getting started. And I think oftentimes when we're not doing something, we look at it from kind of this broad perspective of, oh, my God, how am I going to accomplish all that? How am I going to do all that? You look at it in bite-sizable chunks. What's the saying? How do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time, right? It's the same thing you look, how do I lose 100 pounds? One pound at a time. How do I graduate college? You know, one credit at a time. Or what is a class? Three credits? Three credits at a time. You get what I'm saying here. It's it's those little things that add up to the, be the big things. But when you have eight 8 million choices, when you're sitting there and become overwhelmed and inundated, I don't know, what to just pick something and fucking do it. Just pick a direction and go with it, you know? Like how do you take the island? You burn the boats. Just jump in the water, dude, and start swimming. You'll get there. Next one, I think this is true uh, of anything. If you guys think about how you run a business or if you think about how you do business with other people, one of the big things is I like to do business with people I like, um, which I'll touch on in a second, Although I will do business with people who, you know, maybe I wouldn't hang out with them and drinks beers with them, but they have a great product or a great service and they just, they fill a need and they, they fit a gap and I'll do it. No, I don't want to work with assholes, but you get where I'm going with this. We tend to work with people we like, people we enjoy, and people who deliver an amazing experience. And that's different for a lot of people, but what we try to do here. Is make the experience for people an enjoyable one. Now, I've said this multiple times. Fitness is like the worst business to sell. And this is coming from a guy whose business is called Jeremy Scott Fitness. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it on my shirt. But we're selling a service where you have to come in here and do all the work. Now we can make it as brainless for you as possible. We can program it. We can make it safe and effective and efficient and we can, you know, cut down your barrier for learning uh drastically. We can cut down the amount of time it's gonna take you to see results drastically, but ultimately you gotta eat the food. You gotta push the sled. You gotta ride the assault bike. You gotta pick up the weight. That sucks, dude. That's like going to a restaurant. And, you know, you know, you might not have to pick the food or kill the food, but you got to cook it yourself. You got to prepare it. You got to plate it. You got to bring it out. That sucks, dude. That's what we do here. And uh, obviously people understand that. And it's a kind of like off base example, but it's the truth. But with people here, we try to give them experience that the end result is what they get excited about. And not just the end result, but the environment and the community and the freedom we give them. Uh, we want it to be a place where they feel comfortable, where they feel liked, where they feel cared about. Um, so much so that they're going to you know, talk with their friends and family about it. Obviously, that's how referrals work. And that's how this business was built. That's how our social media was built um, with a couple other things along the way. But that's how we've done things. And in order to do that, you have to figure out what experience you want to give the people who come into your facility and your business. And one of the best, you know, client experience exercises you can do is ask two real simple questions. Number one, what do people love about working out? Like, what do they enjoy? What do people love about going to a gym or working with a fitness professional? What are the things they like the most? Now, this is going to differ from business to business. And this is going to differ from audience to audience. And the other question you have to ask yourself is, what do people hate about it? And now, you can use those answers to kind of help share and create a blueprint to put into action. But those are the two things you have to listen. So all my fitness professionals out there, which there's a lot of you guys who are fitness heads, who are in fitness... You own a fitness business, or you want to get into fitness, or you love it, or you, you own a gym, or you go to a gym, or you're just a kind of a fitness person. I would imagine the person's gym you go to, or that you're a part of, or that you own yourself, you would say, what do people love about working out and going to the gym? What do people love about working with me? And what do people hate about it? Well, they probably hate getting up early. Um, some people don't. They probably hate the exercises, which is fine. That's, to me... And I don't mean hate the exercises, but like, who really likes doing split squats when you're loading? Nobody. It's fucking terrible. I hate it. Uh, Who likes pushing a heavy-ass sled when you're tired? Nobody. It's terrible. I hate it. Who likes riding an assault bike, like for Max cows? It's the worst. But that, to me, is like playing sports in college where you're all older and the stakes are raised and you all kind of hate practice not I don't mean practice like you know shoot arounds and uh, play in Cincinnati or you know pickup I mean the conditioning drills like the, the defensive like hardcore shell drills uh, or just like when you guys are running suicides and your coach is pissed you all kind of hate it together you all kind of hate the coach together that's how I feel here um we're going to make you do stuff you quote unquote hate and you're all going to hate it together but a camaraderie builds from there uh, and then you all kind of hate me together because I, I, I'm the one who presented it and made you do it. And I'm okay with that. But you ask people, what are, they, what, what are the things they don't like? And what's the things that keep them out of a gym and a program? And you try to do the opposite of that. You try to find the things that they love. And to me, it's, it's you create a community for them you create a safe space for them. You can educate them. You can coach them, but not overcoach them. They're adults. You give them free reign here. You fix the things that are wrong, but you do it in a very helpful, passive way, not overly aggressive. We don't do that here. We don't overcoach people and nitpick at every single thing they do. They come with baggage. They come with limited mobility and range of motion, and we help them to be the best they can be with where they're at and then elevate them slowly over time. And that's the biggest key is the experience for most people is the biggest differentiator compared to a business that crushes it and a business that is not so amazing. Because then they're like, we all know we should exercise and we should eat right and we should, you know, move around and be better. But the key is to get people to continuously do it, you know, over time, day after day, week after week, month after month. And that's tough to do, especially if you're dreading what you're going to do. And so we try to create something that's seamless and easy and pain-free, quote-unquote, as they pop in the door. And I think you guys will look at it the same. And that goes for any business. I just use, obviously, fitness as an example because this is what we do here. Now, there's a couple of things I'll share here quick that come to mind. The first one being people who do well long-term in business. And fitness and in life, they tend to be relationship people. I think the business owners who struggle over the long haul are the ones who treat their members and their clients and their patrons very transactional based. Um, they may do fine in the short term, but they get exposed over time and that's the one thing I've always tried to do here now. this is full admission. Um, we don't have to take everybody who walks in the door here. In fact, we do not. I don't really pursue people who suck and are not fun to be around because I don't want to be around them selfishly. And I don't want them to, for lack of a better term, be a cancer uh, on the culture here, because it doesn't take that many negative assholes to kind of turn, turn a whole group into something you don't want to see. And not saying they're more powerful, but they're just louder. It's kind of like how I think of social media, like Twitter or Instagram. 99% of the people who comment and uh, look at our stuff are super positive and helpful. 1% are are negative assholes. But they're just really loud. And they're just louder than the positive people. And what I mean is there's a lot of you guys listening out there who probably have never given this podcast a five-star review on Apple. uh, Or commented on social media videos or sent us a message and said hey we really love your stuff but the people who suck will most definitely and even if that's only one percent that would mean every day one percent of instagram which is for us about five thousand people tell me i suck that's a lot of people dude so that's what i'm driving at is uh, you know you just have to keep a community and keep things in a positive light and if you look at relationship-based stuff, that's what it's built on. we I'm in a position now where obviously financially this is different than it was when I first started. When I first started, I basically had to take everybody and just you know, cross my fingers and hold my breath and hopefully I got good people to come in because I needed the money or I was going to be homeless. Uh, now I can pick and choose, and I do everything based off relationships. Nothing is based off of just transactions because I don't give a fuck and be honest, I mean, I really don't. Um, I, I've said this before, you know, I'm lucky now t- to make the money we make and do the things we do, but I would do this for $30,000 a year if it meant I could help people. And if it, if it meant I could give them a place where they felt cared about and wanted and uh, they felt comfortable and that's it. I try to do everything based off relationships and oddly enough, if you can do that long enough, You're going to help way more people, and you're going to make way more money in the long term. In the short term, no, you're not. Um, But people can see through that. I like to go to places where people know my name. And even if they don't, I go to the same coffee places all the time. I tend to go to the mom and pop shops, not the big box stuff. And I walk in. I'm assuming everybody there knows my name. um, But they sure know what I drink, even if they don't know who I am. Uh, But I wear my name on my t-shirts. I'm that idiot. So (laughs) they can figure it out more often than not. And everybody has social media. But I go in and they know what I drink. And that's a relationship builder right there. Or if they remember what Heather drinks, that's a relationship builder there. Um, Or if they do take an interest in what we do for a living and they know, obviously, we're a fitness business and I'm kind of a fitness nerd, that's relationship-based. I like people who take interest in what we're doing. And I try to do that here. We know people's kids' names, we know their wives' names, we know where they work, uh, what kind of cars they drive. The things that matter to them, they matter to us. And if you look at the businesses that tend to do the best over time, it's the ones that focus on the people and treat them like people and not just treat them as, oh, so-and-so is worth X amount of dollars per month. Now, I understand we all have you know, PL sheets and we, we have to make money. I'm not saying that. But that can't be the hundred percent of the focus all the time, especially if you are a service based, relationship based business like this. I think if you focus on the human, the money's gonna come. It'll take you longer for sure, but you also win for a lot longer if that's what you care about. I'm trying to win for the next thirty fucking years, not the next three years. Keep that in mind. Next thing on the list, people, well, I'll say it this way. The most important things I think for success in not just business but in your life is the vision you have for where you want to go, how you communicate, and obviously the relationships that you have. And those are probably the two biggest keys are just a vision and a clear path of where you want to go and how you communicate with people. This is not just the people who come into your business. This is the people you work with. This is the people who work for you, or if you work for somebody. And this is the same thing for your husband, your wife, and your friends. Communication is key for everything. And I think the people who try to find success only by focusing on tactical numbers they tend to fail more often than not. I really believe that uh, you can be analytical and you need to be obviously you know things have to make make money and you know, they have to make sense like you if you keep a p and l sheet there has to be more more P than l um, and if at some point there's not then you fail to have a business and you fail to be anything but I think the best businesses and the best leaders are those who focus on vision They focus on clear communication of what they're doing, what they want to do, and where they want to go, and ultimately the relationships at the end of the day. I think you guys, you're hearing this for the last 40 minutes. It's just layered into that, that you're really, we're in the people business here, especially what we do in this life. We're into transforming people physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and that shit matters. And if you're in this industry for any amount of time and you want to have a legacy, um, If that matters to you at all, it has to be rooted in humans. And people often ask me, you know, what am I the most proud of, of all the things? And it's kind of weird um, to think that way because I don't try to think about it. I'm just a, you know, a gorilla in a warehouse just trying to do his thing and enjoy, enjoy his day-to-day life. And I happen to get, you know, decent at, at something I can help other people, you know, be successful at. And I had a guy today ask about being on the podcast and I'm like, sure, man. Just send me all your info. We can go over it. And if you're obviously in in the area, come in. And I'm just I'm down to talk to interesting people who have interesting stories that I think can help you guys. And usually one of the comments they leave, like he did, was awesome to see. You know, all your success over the last couple of years. And I don't know what that means to somebody else, and I don't know how to take that or look at that because to me. What am I the most proud of? If it's in the digital space, it's probably creating our 47-day transformation because I know that has helped a disproportionate amount of people really make long-lasting changes because I put my life into that program. If it's here, it's the community of people. That's why we do this. That's what I'm the most proud of. It's not that we made all this money. It's not that, you know, you know, we own the space. It's not that Selfishly, I got an awesome gym, you know, that I own to do a bunch of cool shit with. It's not that, you know, it's allowed me to do things in my my personal life that I never could have done before because I was just a broke knucklehead. It's the community of people here. It's the friends. It's relationships. It's the environment that I like coming into. I don't mind coming in here to see people because they're cool and they're fun and they're people I'd hang out with anyway and have a beer with and, and exercise with. And I do. And I've been able to integrate you know, my business into my personal life. And they're kind of one and the same. And that's probably what I'm the most proud of. And that did not happen by focusing on just numbers. That didn't focusing on me just trying to be a millionaire. That didn't focus on me trying to be debt free. That didn't focus on me trying to be in fucking magazines and like all over these other platforms. That didn't focus on me trying to have a, a big social media following. It just was me focusing on here's my vision. And I'm going to communicate that to people the best I can, and that's through me giving a shit and trying to make them better. And that's the crazy thing. A lot of the stuff just, I don't want to say happened by accident, because that isn't true, but it happened by focusing on the humans that you serve. And that's really how I got here. And I think any other fitness person who does it with the same, you know, John Wick type you know, serial killer diligence over the past 10 years, like you'll get there too and probably even way quicker because odds are you're much smarter than me. The next thing on my list is that the middle is uh, is disappearing in a lot of areas of life. Now, I can go real deep down the rabbit hole here, but I'm getting tired and I still have to work out. But I do think the middle is uh, is kind of vanishing. You know, small boutique and Big businesses are kind of eliminating the middle ground in health and fitness. And this is not exclusive to, uh, to our industry, but it's happening here for sure. You see kind of the middle range places not existing like they used to. I'm not going to throw out a bunch of names here because you guys are familiar. But the mom and pop shops or the big giants are kind of what people are gravitating towards. There's not a lot of stuff left in the middle. And if you're a big box chain, you know, there's high-end ones or higher-end ones. If you're talking, like, places like Equinox and, like, Lifetime that are going to cost a little bit more. And then, obviously, you got the people who are at the race to the bottom, the cheapest-ass shit in the world. Um, that's, like, uh, Planet Fitness or Fit or insert the other ones where it's, like, you know, nine bucks a month to have a gym membership. And that's fine. What I'll say is all those places... They fit a need. They fit an audience and they have a place. Um, and, and I'm happy they exist and they should exist and they need to for the people who choose to use them in a productive way. And then obviously you have the mom and pop shops, the people like me, you know, that uh, still own brick and mortar facilities that are here banging out to a couple hundred people as members. And then obviously the internet is, has made that its own kind of niche where you have the internet group of all stars. So I do think the middle is going away. Uh, for a lot of people. And if you look around America, and you look around a lot of other industries, that is happening, where it's you got the small places that you like, and then you got the big dudes, and then there's not a lot left uh, in the middle. Next one. Most of all the people that I've seen over time, that have done really well, they have been not only great at communicating, but they've been very consistent on their delivery of products and services. They have a relentlessness to them that they go day in and day out. And if you look at people who've done very well in their life, if you look at people who are successful in their life, if you look at people who are fit in their life, if you look at people who are happy in their life, odds are they've been very consistent with their efforts day after day after day. And I'm not saying that they, they can never take a day off, I'm never saying that they can't have a vacation or there's not uh, peaks and valleys and ups and downs, but if you look at people who are successful, who are happy, and who are thriving in certain areas of their life, they are consistent with their efforts day after day after day. They're willing to listen, they're willing to learn, and they're willing to implement quickly to elevate themselves to be successful. That, my friends, is the key. Just do it over and over and over again. And I think if you look at success in the gym, and I'm not talking about owning a business, I'm talking about actually just working out and exercising. A big number of the success is not, doesn't come from what people think it comes from. Yes, you have to eat right. Yes, you have to train hard. But they think it has to be the perfect eating program. They think it has to be the perfect training program. And it's not that. It's the consistency of just showing up and doing something. Just don't do nothing. We joke here. There's people who come in uh, to some of our groups, and they've been here forever, and uh, they don't listen to me anymore. They've been here for seven years. They think they know everything, which is fine. Um, we, um, you know, it's, it's theirs to do with what they want, right? And I'm not saying they never listen. I'm being sarcastic, but some days they kind of half listen, and then we start, and they're like, what should we do? And I'm like, I don't care what you do, but just don't do nothing. Like I can fuck with them a little bit. And them just being here in the environment, in the atmosphere, moving around, uh, moving dynamically, sweating, pushing weight, pulling weight, that's what it is. If you just consistently show up day in and day out and give effort, odds are over that time you're going to be super successful. And I think that goes for most things in life. Next thing on the list, it is almost impossible to build a sizable income owning one small business if you're not the daily operator in it. I'm going to say that again for people just so I drive that point home. It is almost impossible to build a sizable income if you're owning just one small business and you're not a daily operator in it. What I mean is you either have to be active in the business like I am here or have multiple businesses which we also do that run off of this. And this is not exclusive to the health and fitness industry. You don't really see a lot of people getting super rich owning like one Subway, right? Or owning one Great Clips. They have to own multiple franchises. I could go down the franchise uh, path here because I know uh, quite a bit about them from friends of mine who own fitness franchises. And then obviously, if you want to talk about Subway specifically, we know people in that field and obviously Great Clips and some other things. But... The point I'm driving at is if you're in this life and you want to make money, uh, and you're going to run a small business, you're going to work in it, dude. Like it's going to be part of your life. It's going to be your dark passenger. It's going to be your shadow. It's going to be your, your anchor or your prison or your tattoo or your freedom or whatever you, however you choose to look at it. Um, it's going to be yours and you got to be part of it. I'm not saying you got to do what I do. Uh, but you either have to manage people or a staff and work in it a lot, or probably both. And that's just a reality. That's why I tell people, get into this game because you love it. Um, you love health. You love fitness. You're passionate about it. And you think what you're doing can help people and you feel like it's your calling and your craft. But don't just get into it to make money. Go sell a medical device. Go sell pharmaceuticals. Go sell houses in a fancy area like Scottsdale. If you just want to do things for money, because this ain't it, man. Um, you got to have a a passion for it uh, to see it through because you'd have to be fucking crazy in your head otherwise. But I do think you can do it if you're willing to be a a daily practitioner. And if you are willing to lead from the front, people are willing to listen and they'll follow your lead. I truly believe that. Next one, two more to go. I'll get you guys out of here. Not everyone Needs to be an owner. I'm going to repeat that for the people listening who maybe think that the true kind of solopreneur life is for them, depending on what you want to do. Now, I'm not trying to deter anybody. Um, I just, I know, I know what it takes, obviously, because I live it day in and day out. And uh, there's days I question my own sanity, for sure. And you just kind of, I don't know. If you don't, I think that you have like a you probably have to have like a mental illness if you didn't question what the fuck you're doing every once in a while, but not everybody needs to be an owner. they just really don't, and it's not for everybody. Um, you need to be happy with your work, you have to make enough money to live comfortably and have enough flexibility that you can enjoy your life and for a lot of people, being the number one, being the person where the buck stops you're probably not going to have as much flexibility and free time as you want, depending on what type of personality you have. And it's easy to say that, you know, when you're 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, but when you get older, 35, 36, 37, 38, you're in your forties, you're in your fifties. Like, fuck man. Like I've been, this is, this is part of me. It's like a body part. Like, that's why I call it your dark passenger. It's just, if you watch Dexter, you guys are familiar. uh, It rides with you, and that ain't for everybody, man, and that's okay, but you have to know that about yourself. I say I know myself because I know I don't want to manage three facilities. That ain't for me. Um, I'm trying to have less responsibility, not more. Uh, I don't want to manage a team of 10 people. There's a handful of people on our team here that we work with, both in person and digitally, that help all the things here run, and I'm okay with that, and I'm comfortable with that, and that works for me um and for me this has been a life where i am happy with the work i'm doing where i can make enough money to live comfortably where i have enough flexibility and i do enjoy my life day after day after day but for a lot of people the stress of this or the weight of this or the responsibility of this or when 14 things go wrong and people get pissed and they're angry and they want a refund or something breaks or you know, you lose $10,000 in a day. That's a lot on people. It fucks with them. If you don't got thick skin and, and people tell you you suck or they're pissed off or whatever it may be, that's going to fall on you. And what I'll say is if you're in this life long enough and you're the number one, you're this in the CEO position, there's going to be people who think you suck. There's going to be people who who leave you bad reviews and people who are not a fan of what you do or what you say or how you talk or how you walk or the clothes you wear or whatever it may be. And you got to be cool with that because when it gets big enough to be on just your circle of friends, there's going to be people with opinions and negative feedback, and I get a lot of them. And oftentimes my response is, well, when's the last time you ran a successful fitness business for over a decade? Oh, you didn't. Okay, thanks for your two cents. I'm going to put it in the comment basket, which we point to the trash can here when people do that. The point is, is that... You don't have to be a CEO, you don't have to be an owner. You can be part of a team um, and still be super happy. And for a lot of people I do think that's a, a better option. Being a number two or three or four person or a number 58 person at a big enough company is probably gonna give you enough money to be happy, to live comfortably, have flexibility, and actually enjoy your life. And not you know, carry the weight of the world on your shoulders every single day and return emails even on weekends and holidays and be up till midnight Doing work bullshit. Because for a lot of people that ain't it. For, the, for a few psychopaths, that is it. But you got to know yourself. And that takes time. And so just give it the time it needs. And the last one. Uh, I'll leave you guys with. So much stuff has changed in the last 11 years that I've owned the businesses in this industry. And uh, group training has definitely boomed and changed uh crossfit became a thing and now it's kind of a thing it's not as popular but before people told me everything was going to be crossfit um and then it was going to completely die and then now it kind of lives in this you know state that it's in right now things like groupon showed up uh facebook became a tool instagram became a monster podcasts are now like a million times more popular craigslist which as odd as it is like people do business there you know the uh, the mid sized health clubs kind of disappearing Uh, franchise training businesses have exploded the places like the orange theories of the world Uh, online training has become this completely different thing Uh, shit like peloton you know birthed out of the the pandemic Uh, i went through a recession here and, and all the other things so a lot has changed in the last 11 years and I don't know what the next 11 looks like. And I don't think anybody does. And so when people always ask me, what's my plan? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Uh, It's changing and evolving so much and it's so quick. But the one thing I can say for anybody uh, who's in health and fitness or in any industry with business, and obviously each one is going to be completely different of all the things listed and all the changes I've lived through and seen and, you know, for me personally the things now that are the most profitable and that make money didn't even exist the first probably 4 or 5 years I was in business. Obviously now we're we can talk to people in 80 different countries, which is fucking crazy, and we can coach people in India and in Taiwan and wherever they're at. Like if they have internet access, we can work with them. And uh there's things now that bring in revenue that weren't even a thought in my mind four years ago. If you think about how crazy that is, some of the biggest things that are the most profitable to us and that reach the most people were not even a thing four years ago. And so with all the changes and with all that said, I have no idea where things are going to go and how it's going to get there. But what I will say is the fundamentals have stayed the same throughout. And that's why I try to always dig into the basics. The coaching has stayed the same. The delivery might be different, but the coaching is the same. Move your body, eat real food, take care of yourself, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. That'll never change. The things you always have to do in this life are take care of your body through the things you put it through and the stuff you put into it. That will always be here. These are the foundations, the relationships, whether it's digitally Through a podcast, through Instagram, through Facebook, through private Facebook groups, through hanging out with people in person, the relationships will always be there. The consistency, showing up day after day after day, over-delivering for people, giving them things without expecting a bunch of stuff in return, the consistency of doing good work, that will always be here. And those, my friend, are the fundamentals that will never change no matter what industry you're in or or what areas of life you're going to dig into. The coaching, the relationships, the consistency of doing good work over time is always going to win regardless. So hopefully that was beneficial to some of you guys who are in business or if you work in a business or if you want to start one, just some basic tips and thoughts off the top of head that um, it's helped me um, a ton over time, just focusing on obviously the things that you can control. And at the end of the day, it's just you really taking pride in your craft and what you do and trying to over deliver the best way you can to the people that you serve in your market and your community. So take it for what it is you guys and uh, and run with it. But uh, other than that, Again, I'll put the GoFundMe stuff in the show notes as well as all the sponsors of the podcast if you guys want to give that a listen um, or read more, rather, and, uh, and check it out. I would truly appreciate it. And, again, if you guys want a sample of Athletic Greens or Beam or anything else we can shoot you over, I'm happy to do that as well. And uh, if you guys got requests for the podcast, um, whether it be guests or people, obviously hit me up. I'll probably get Heather back on this weekend as well, and we will jump in and uh, kind of rock and roll from there. So, uh, if you guys are on Apple Podcasts and you have not yet, go ahead and scroll down, drop it a five-star, leave a couple comments. I truly would appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys as always. And again, if you guys want to be in the newsletter, hit me up or happy to add you to the list. And uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.